Reading in Church, a proud partner with Audible.com. Previously on Reading in Church and Other Distractions. When they heard this, they were amazed. Yeah. They were left and went away. Yeah. That's how I react when I'm amazed. I just, <laughs> I just leave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, um, they dissembled. Gonna go. <laughs> just shuffled away. Yeah. I actually read this on day one of New Testament. Yeah? Um, out loud. Wow, wow. you don't just stand there reading it quietly to yourself <laughs> to while the students still, stare at still you? Still trying to figure this one out. Man, this is a tough one. This is a tough nut to crack. Well, because we usually we start about start talking about diversity in the uh, in the in the New Testament. So this is be, <laughs> this is before the video of the <laughs> the puppets, the video, the four with patches the, and stumpy, the, 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 the violent little mouse that pushes the rabbit off the bridge. Oh, no, that one. I'm sorry, that's a good one. <laughs> Yeah. Which is about religious diversity, as we know. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, yeah. So it's very interesting, the uh, the series of people who try to trip up Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. they've been doing that all, all the way along. And then and then the Sadducees will try to ask him something tricky after this. About resurrection? Yeah, are we reading that? I forget. I don't know. Oh, that's so funny. I it's like, why, why, you know, I always, I always, as, as we're reading this, I always say, why does the second person in every kung fu movie run it? after the guy gets thrown through the window? Why does the second guy charge the kung right. fu master? Right. You know. Right. <laughs> well, I still want to know why the second person tried to run a marathon. Right. Oh, well, the yeah, first so guy runs a marathon and a good, collapses dead. What made question. another guy go? But I could do it. I mean, I, I don't know who. What, yeah, what motivates the I, second I, person? Me and my friends could do that to run the marathon. <laughs> so I have the same question. Yeah. yeah. What makes the? But we digress. <laughs> what makes these people keep questioning Jesus? Is that what your question? Oh, is? Yeah. After they after he does after he does this. Right. It's like yeah, I think I'll try. I know. Welcome to reading in church and other distractions with Rob and Mike. Well, welcome back to the podcast. I am Robert Wallace. I am Michael McKeever. And we are, well, I forgot to check what month or what time this is. These are the readings for October the 29th. 29th. Yeah, so it, it's proper 25. So that would make it the 21st Sunday after Pentecost, I believe. Yes, so, proper 25. So that's exciting. 21st Sunday after Pentecost. And we're recording this on... Canadian Thanksgiving. We are actually recording <laughs> so, this on Canadian if that Thanksgiving. that makes any difference to anybody. <laughs> Which you've been hoping for for a while now. And yeah. you actually... Let's, let's open the gifts afterwards. We'll do it. Okay. okay. Sure. Yeah. I, I hope you got your cards out in time. So <laughs> we've got four readings as always. Uh, Deuteronomy 34, 1 to 12. So we've decided to dispense with the rest of the yeah, Pentateuch. Yeah, moving on. I mean... Yeah. Who really cares one thing, about one thing led to another? <laughs> Leviticus and Numbers, <laughs> and most of Deuteronomy. Apparently, someone in the lectionary said, "You know what would be cool? Let's just kill off Moses. Nobody will see that coming." And yeah, uh, they skip over everything, and then we get to Matthew, and Jesus says that someone asked him where the heart of the law is. <laughs> and it's the parts we just skipped. <laughs> one of those flyover books <laughs> would seem. Uh, and then Psalm ninety selections of Psalm ninety, Psalm ninety one through six and thirteen through seventeen, which is one of mine. Selections of the and, song. Uh, welcome for decorative gourd season. And then, <laughs> well, it's Canadian Thanksgiving. First uh, Thessalonians two one to eight. So we're moving through there. And then Matthew twenty two thirty four to forty six. Surprise! It's not the ones I thought it was. So it's not the Sadducee question. Uh, it's the after the Sadducees yeah. question. So. Hope that you will like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter or send us an email in the mailbag if you check the mailbag. Well, let's see how it goes, whether they like us and well, not. <laughs> like how, us on let's Facebook. Let's see how this podcast and, goes. And uh, 
whether or not you like us, like us. Yeah. Uh, leave a favorable review on iTunes if you are there or Apple Podcast as it's called now, I think. I think it's still iTunes, but anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, like us there. And um, that's all our social media stuff, isn't it? I think so. I think so. We're still on Stitcher for those of you who like to get your yeah. podcast there and still on Google Play for those of you Android users out there. We're we're technically on this website that maybe some of you know, the text this week. Yeah. And gets two million hits a month. Wow. Wow. But our address is wrong and wow. we can't seem to communicate with the oh, no. person who administers the page. Maybe if you know her, some. can you tell her to could someone run by her house? <laughs> We've sent her several emails. Give her the new address. That would be awesome. So that'd be great. So Great. Anything else that we need to to care about? You said we do business live. Do we have business to do live? I just did it there. I'm trying oh, to get, was it? trying to crowdsource. We're going to crowdsource our issues on the text uh, this week. Okay. Creating the, the web address. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I mean, I sent the wrong. I don't know. Something got mixed up with the original post, and now it says you get on you get on iTunes. It says not available in the U.S. Oh dear. And either that dissuades people or makes them dig deeper. I don't know. And they find us one way or another. Find us. Yeah. Well, it's uh, hopefully we can get that fixed. Yeah. But uh, I've had I had a major technology fail today. I'm hoping yeah. that's the only technology mm, fail we have. Yeah, giving it got that out of the way. Yeah, so this this should work as the Calvinists fine. say. And well, uh, that's over with. <laughs> and I was able to catch last week's podcast not being two hours long. Yeah, so I was glad it. about that. You know, fr- fresh set of ears. <laughs> that's why people have editors. <laughs> the la- the last forty five minutes of last week's podcast was silence, mm. uh, and mm. uh, on the downside. On the upside, it was then two hours long. So it was the full podcast <laughs> plus an additional 45 minutes yeah, of silence for, for those of you that, you know, want to meditate on what you've just heard in real time. But uh, but we decided to, to cut that. And so. we were actually sitting there for 45 minutes. <laughs> we just sat there staring <laughs> Normally we cut that. <laughs> Awkward. That's, That's part, part, of, we... part of our routine. Sure. Normally we edit that out. Of course. We just <laughs> stare at each other. And, mm. Yeah. Mm. What to think about. Mm, That's something wow. to think about. So. Well, I'm ready to go if you're ready right. to go. We'll jump right to the Deuteronomy. death of Moses. All right. Um, one thing led to another. And, yes. and then. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him the whole land, Gilead as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the Western Sea, the Negev and the plain. That is the Valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees. That's what the uh, conductor says when the train stops there. <laughs> it is. It's still palm trees. I, I know. As far as Zoar, the Lord said to him, this is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I, will, I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. <laughs> then Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, as the Lord's at the Lord's at the Lord's command, as far as we know, he was buried in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. Peor, sure, but no one knows his burial place to this day or how to pronounce it. <laughs> Moses a- was one hundred twenty years old when he died. His sight was unimpaired, and other things about him. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to, and his vigor had not abated. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. The Israelites wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the period of the mourning for Moses was ended. Joshua, the son of Nun, was... Sounds like virgin birth. Joshua, the son of Nun, was... Like noon would be a better oh, way noon. to say okay, that noon. if you want to avoid okay. that. But Nun's yeah. fine. Yeah, it could be confusing. <laughs> Joshua, son of Nun... Oh, I see. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was thinking N-O-N-E. Yes, now, I know. It's... This might be all edited out. Okay. 
And Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, because Moses had laid his hands on him, and the Israelites obeyed him, doing as the Lord had commanded Moses. Never since has there arisen a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. He was unequaled for all the signs and wonders that the Lord sent him to perform in the land of Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants and his entire land, and for all the mighty deeds and all the terrifying displays of power that Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. There you go. And that he could write this after being dead. Well, yeah. That was... I did have a student argue that once. Couldn't God have inspired Moses to write this? Of yeah, course. Yeah, I worked this on my headstone, right? Of course. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Though I did point out that if Moses did write it, never has there arisen a prophet like Moses. Um, Just cocky. It's a little, yeah. <laughs> to this day, you know, is a little... Yeah. A little presumptuous. It does have a little sense of distance, doesn't Hasn't it? been anyone like Moses since yeah. me. Hasn't been yeah. anyone like me since yeah. me, yeah. just since, so you know. Since, let me think, since me. Yeah, I'm the last one. Um, what do you want to say? He's uh, he's the guy. He's the the archetype for prophet. He's you know, No one did it better as far as Jewish tradition is concerned, bringing God's word directly to the people. Yeah. Um, God said, I let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. Deuteronomy is interesting because... There's a slight twist in the way Moses reports why he's not going over into the land. Oh. In Numbers, God makes it clear he's not going over into the land because of his act of disobedience with the rock and and hitting it and not speaking to it in mm. Numbers 20. Uh, in Deuteronomy, Moses says, you know, I can't go into the land because of you people. God won't let me go into the <laughs> land because of you. So... Um, he blames the he blames the people in Deuteronomy. Like a good prophet does. So well, right? You know, you push me to it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you do get a sense that his um, his death comes not because he was in any way feeble or or anything. It was simply his time. He feeble. Was his, yeah, I like his, that. Uh, Go with that. His he was three generations old, hundred and twenty years. Right. So he was a grandfather at this point. Amazing. And uh, still had I, his eyesight was fine, and his vigor had not abated, which is the nice, mm. polite translation that you can read in church, mm-hmm. um, because otherwise it would be uncomfortable for everyone. Um, <laughs> it's even more uncomfortable if you know the Hebrew. But uh, effectively, he did his wives mourn. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the concern. He is. Uh, he, it was time. His mission was done. Yeah. All right. And we so get that's it. why he dies. Um. I, you know, I was looking at this, and I'm not sure what great insights I can offer in all of this. Um, do you have insights that? You well, know? you know, mine are probably less relevant. <laughs> I, you mean related to the text? Yes, I kind of. I was did. just thinking he's a great leader. You know, kind of the captain solely of his day. What? <laughs> <laughs> I see. So you're not going to help me. That's what I, I'm. I, that's I, what I'm reading. I here. would take that bait at your own peril. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah, it's amazing to me what did he have any nicknames? Skip. Moses did Moses have <laughs> nicknames? I don't know. Have to ask his friends. Mo, Mo. the Mo. The uh, I'm amazed at what we skipped over. Quite frankly, yes. I mean, Deuteronomy six. Let's review. Isn't part of that this area? Um, yeah. Leviticus 19 mm-hmm. is not part of this, which are both of which are incredibly important to you. Shortly. Um, yeah. I, I'm surprised we don't even have some of the other like Deuteronomy 17, where he talks about this is what prophets are, this is what kings are. This is what you can expect. Maybe it comes in B, year B and C. Maybe. maybe. It just seems odd to do a consecutive reading that jumps, that includes la- the 30, Exodus 33, but doesn't include yeah. Yeah. Deuteronomy 6. It really just kept... That, seemed, that, that seems surprising. Odd, odd to me. 
Um, the book of Deuteronomy, just in general, uh, the last the last will and testament of Moses, his last three sermons, most of it is is direct speech. Obviously, this section is not. This is reflecting, but most of it is these three big big sermons. He's he's gotten the the people to the uh, edge of the promised land. He's mm-hmm. in Moab, and he gives his big. This is the big Saint Crispin's Day. There, this this is this is you know you should take our lives and never take our freedom. Get them all riled up and. And encourage them to to stay firm. And <laughs> Leroy, <with them>. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy, no, that was in that was in numbers, and it didn't go real well when they Leroy Jenkins moment. Um, no, this is the you know commit yourselves to to Yahweh, mm-hmm. and and Torah ends in a cliffhanger, and uh, that's fascinating to me that, mm. that uh, we mentioned that before that there's a a sense of expectation in Torah, there's a sense of expectation in prophets. Malachi is the end of the prophets, and you have that looking forward to Elijah moment. Nice setup for this son of the nun, though. So, <laughs> I don't think there is. Joshua. No, no. no. <laughs> it's all you setting mean, up. Setting up the next book yeah, is what the you franchise, mean. Yes, the franchise does not end here. No, it does not. It absolutely doesn't. But And this is kind of a reboot, right? It's Deuteronomy's second giving of the law. This is a reboot. This is The a, deuce, this is a... as they call it. <laughs> No, it is not. But it is sort of previously on Torah. Yeah, you you do get the the revisiting of the of the of what came before. It really stands as a nice previously on the deuce. No, previously on Torah, you get a nice. Um, it's a great transition book. It sums up what happened before real well, and it introduced what comes after it really well. Mm-hmm. So it's a good pivot. Uh, but but since Genesis Deuteronomy is sort of a discrete unit in and of itself, it is fascinating that. That it finishes with a sense of expectation, mm-hmm. prophets' ex- expectation. Um, in the third section, the Ketubim, the writings, the Chronicles ends with a sense of expectation, where the Je- Jehoiachin's been released from prison. So, the the Bible loves cliffhangers. It loves a sense of expectation. You know, the even you know Genesis ends with sons of Jacob down in Egypt and yeah, and unresolved. As you say that, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the Sadducees because I studied the wrong passage today. <laughs> That's right. But their Bible ended here. It did. This was the end of the Sadducee yeah, Bible. And Samaritans, and too. And the Samaritan Bible, yes. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's just kind of open-ended. Yeah. <laughs> what happens? Uh, you know. Like the, our history. <laughs> Everything else came yeah. after this. Right. Yeah, it is. And I, they seem to be fine with it. Of course, they, if, you're, if you're impressed by Moses, what more do you need? That's true. If but, Moses' story ends yeah, here, then you're, I'm just, leaving. I'm you're done. just done now. I, I came to see that. The yeah. Moses. Like, are people going to go see the new Star Wars because Han Solo died? Is, it, is there a reason? It's Han Solo's story. Spoiler alert. Oh, well, okay. I, it's been two years. Is there not time for me to talk about that? You haven't seen Star well, Wars Well, I'm tempted now. to give a spoiler about uh, Blade Runner now. The new Blade Runner? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the new Blade Runner. Okay. So don't All give right. a spoiler, spoiler right. about the new Blade Runner. All right. But, okay. I was Man, just thinking that there no, was I'm a tempted. sense of no, expectation. Don't do it. Okay. I was some. There was a sense of expectation in the first Blade Runner, that sense of that you don't know how it goes and in the original cut. He does not age well for a replicant. I mean, <laughs> Would you stop it? I just want to say, if he's a replicant. <laughs> if that's actually the case. Oh. But but I do. I think it's neat how it looks forward um, all the way through. Blade Runner? This, oh. this text. Oh. I was trying to stay. Right. The, the, film re- <laughs> the film review podcast is a different podcast. This that's is right. this one. Right. Do you this have anything is, else you want to talk Bible. about? That? This is the Bible. This is the Bible. Not the film one or not the, the life, of the mind or the life of the mind podcast. Because it's Tuesday. It's Monday. That's Monday. <laughs> it's exactly. See, that's what that's what threw me. Man. This is not. We're not giving that runs like a Swiss watch feeling on this particular podcast, Mike. I'm sorry. No, no, we're not. No, it's like a it's like an obstacle course. I will say that the uh, you know Moses goes up on the mountain and sees the whole land. 
this is one of those times when geography fails us because first of all we're currently in illinois where Mm-hmm. It's flat. Where ge- geography has failed us. <laughs> it's just <laughs> flat. There are no mountains and there you can't see anything except corn and soybeans. It's just flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have a place like Someone Israel. Someone said it's the flattest state. I've heard that, that we oh. have the smallest change in overall elevation mm. in Illinois. However, in Israel, they do have in 15 miles, the elevation can mm. go from 2,300 feet above to 1,500 feet below sea level mm. in just yeah. a matter of. You know, from Jerusalem to Jericho, that 15 miles, it changes a two thirds of a mile. Yeah. And, you know, so when a man goes down from Jerusalem to Jericho, a man goes down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Um, then yeah. Jesus tells that parable. And, and there are mountains where you can go up. I mean, there's um thing on the eastern side of the of the Galilee Lake. Um, Mispe Shalom is the only place you can go up on that mountain and literally see the entire Galilee Lake. It's all of it up from Magdala, from Magdala all the way to where it goes into the Jordan. Which mountain? Uh, Mizpe Shalom. It's on the east side. It, oh. And it's, okay. uh, it's beautiful. I mean, you yeah. can't, you have to get a panoramic, but you can get the entire. Golan, Golan Heights. Yeah, it's over the Golan. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's amazing. So, I mean, there are places mm. where you can get yeah. that range of okay. view that, yeah. that uh, this is not far fetched. This is not even. Well, as, as they were describing, I'm thinking it, if Moses is going to not get there, it's kind of a cruel way to discuss. Like he's like all this, all that, this see, you don't get. See, no, don't touch. See? Yeah, next road trip you'll think about. That. See with your eyes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> see with your eyes, not your hands. Made it to Wally's world, but we don't. We're not going in. We're not going. I, this is. It. I warned you. <laughs> yeah, kids. So. Yeah. Well, that's what wow. I have to say about that. And is there is there more after this? This is the end. Is this the end of Deuteronomy? That is the last word of Deuteronomy. It is yes. okay. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Roll credits. Oh. Yep. Okay. Ready for Psalm 90? I'm thinking based on the quality of our discussion, we might want to splice in a little bit of that silence. <laughs> yes. You know, you know what? We might should have thought about leading with the silence this week. That could have been a much stronger. Lead with silence. Much stronger play. All right. Psalm 90. Hey, this is about Moses too. It is. Psalm 91 to 6, 13 through 17. Mm-hmm. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn us back to dust and say, Turn back, you mortals, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, or like a watch in the night. You sweep them away, they are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening it fades and withers. That is a common biblical metaphor, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Turn, O oh Lord, how long have... Oh, how long? Another how long? run. Of, turn, <laughs> turn, O Lord, how long? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, so that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad as many days as you have afflicted us and as many years as we have seen evil. That is a greeting card right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let your work be manifest to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and prosper us and prosper for us the work of our hands. Oh, prosper the work of our hands. Mm-hmm. Now, you said that there was a verse from this psalm in your wedding. Actually, the last. Is that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I'm not sure why. We were reading this, and it, I don't know. We both like the, uh, we both like this psalm, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's, it's kind of the, the, I don't know, the big picture, the, mm-hmm. the, the tone. I don't know what it was, but it kind of struck us. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, it's uh, and it was a slightly different translation too. This is the the first Psalm of Book Four. So on the heels of Psalm eighty nine, which is this very long uh, fifty two verse Psalm questioning the, um, oh, really questioning God's word uh, because God said that David's line would be on the throne forever and the throne has come to an end and everlasting things are supposed to be everlasting. Mm. That's why we call them okay. that. And what do you, what do you do when you're faced with that kind of a question? When, when it seems that the, these things which are inviolable, that God's word, God's promises have seemed to have been broken. What do you do? And uh, enter Psalm 90. Um, it is the only Psalm of Moses. It's called a prayer of Moses, man mm-hmm. of God. Uh, interesting, the other place that Moses is called man of God in the Torah is Deuteronomy 33. So the chapter right before the one we just read, he's, he gives his last speech and he's called man of God. So I don't, I don't know if that wow. connection is, but it's the only other place you okay. see that uh, in Torah. Um, the uh, the point of this of this psalm seems to be to, um, human- you have humanity sort of recognizing its place that, you know, we are... Yeah small we are dust um verse nine is interesting because we don't have it here but verse nine has the um our days pass like a sigh is the way most mm-hmm. um most translations have it it's that that's that same like dreamy that's, uh, no, no no actually it's oh. a it's the same word for meditation back in psalm one you meditate on torah mm-hmm. and the same word for the the nations that's the word meditation. yeah know and that. the words plot and scheme the words plot for the nations in psalm two is hmm. the same word haka Hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's a passing like a, like a, just a, a moment, um, hmm. this recognition of where are you, um, where, where you are in the universe. We're consumed by your anger. You haven't looked at us. Our, our time is short anyway, but you know, what are we going to do? And, um, th- this, you know, show us mercy to the degree that we have seen trouble. I think this Psalm is placed in this place as an answer to exile. I mean, as an answer to that where Psalm 89 mm. is, God, how could you break your word and, and have us scattered among the nations? Psalm 90 is, help us to focus back on you, God. Help us to focus mm. on Torah. Help us to focus on your, th- and and turn your anger. It, it, I see it as a, as a repentance. And, and mm-hmm. I see the Psalm as a Psalm of repentance, which is interesting because in Psalm 90, or excuse me, verse 13 in Psalm 90, Moses asks God to repent again. Oh, um, In mm-hmm. fact, verse 13 oh, is almost exactly the same phrasing that you get in... Wow. Exodus 32 after golden calf. Huh. And, and so there are plenty of, That's you know, some of the early scholars that see this Psalm as a, uh, Psalm of like an, an interpretive Psalm of the golden calf incident, that this is sort of the, the way Moses prayed after, um, that, that that's what they see. Wow. No, and, that's fascinating and, how you Psalm scholars read stuff into these. <laughs> it is. Fasc- I mean, the, the, the number of lexical connections <laughs> between the two is interesting. Oh. Um, but yeah, the, the same language that he uses, turn, how long, have compassion, not hmm. without the how long, that turn and have compassion are the same two words that you find in Exodus 32. Um, and satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love. That is the word chesed, that sense of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, remember the covenant is basically what we're hearing because the end of 89 is, have you forgotten the covenant? Have you broken this covenant? But now it's, you know, please remember us and, hmm. um, and, and prosper the work of our hands, I think is this sense of you know, save us so that we can do what you would have us to do. And yeah, it, it has this chaste perspective, you know, mm-hmm. toward the future. Mm-hmm. And I could see that as like, it would be really good to have an intercessor like Moses right about now. Well, this know? is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. And, and and like I've said, 
many times, anytime you have this time of crisis, this is James Sanders who says this, you have to turn to the ancient authority. You know, a new authority won't speak in a time when you're seeking identity and trying to figure out what to do and where you are. You need that that time-honored, wizened person to speak up to. Like you know, Yoda. Like Yoda. Like a, like a senior faculty member in yeah. a business meeting. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> somebody... Somebody who's trusted, for example, among the faculty, if only we had any. I can like think that. of someone <laughs> who always speaks up in our faculty business. <laughs> but that, that it provides hand motion. <laughs> it provides a sense of, of comfort, I think, in those in those contexts, if not in the faculty meeting. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's where it comes from. Yeah. That's good. That's that's interesting, actually. Hey, wow. <laughs> I got lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a broken clock. Just found, you know, every now and then. I, I mentioned this before, but it's also interesting to see again in verse two, you see an unusual metaphor for creation in that it's birth, that the mm-hmm. mountains are brought forth. Mm-hmm. Most translations mm-hmm. hide that, but it is yeah. born uh, in Hebrew, um, uh, given birth to. Yep. Uh, so which you don't, yep. you don't normally get that image. And probably because so many of the other pagan religions used that image in creation. Ah. Uh. Uh, you're going to resist that. Oh, okay. Um, you know, the gods giving birth, but uh, every now and then they creep out. Good. Yep. It, yeah. Yeah. I love the uh, kind of the panor- panoramic view of this psalm. I don't know. It does something. For when you me. say panoramic, you mean? It's just the big picture of life. And uh, yeah. it's kind of like a Psalm 8 sort of thing. Like, it w- me orient my life in terms of the big picture, you know, yeah. you look at the sweep of the, the, the greatness of God and a day is like, a, you know, a thousand years is like a day. And it's something about, it's perspectival about it, you know, as you, you uh, think about these things and you think about the future. I don't know. <laughs> it's almost the opposite of soulmate in a way. I mean, is with it? regard to the position of oh, humanity, yeah, where they're, whereas in where humanity, yeah. we're just a little lower than an angel, yeah. but, but here in, 90 it's we're just you know what we're dust we get like 70 80 years tops and, yeah okay you know we got we don't have much you know so it, yeah orienting in sort of a different way so it's it's i tend to encounter that in uh well in in wisdom literature well th- that's an yeah. excellent pickup because yeah. yes this has been connected to wisdom literature in a number of places yeah um yeah that 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 your humanity's position in the cosmos as dust <laughs> is very oh. often a wisdom literature moment right um, yeah. And that word uh, haga that I mentioned, the meditate, mm-hmm. is uh, sometimes turns up in those contexts in wisdom psalms. Um, does that show up in Ecclesiastes? Uh, it does in not, but okay. uh, but you do get the but all the other images of vanity, vapor, and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and grass, right, withering, oh. right. I think it, yeah, I think without mm-hmm. question, it, it there is sort of a wisdom tone to it, mm-hmm. um, and. The part we're sort of missing here, verses seven and eight, is where God has his the the the, the psalmist. First of all, it's second person, which is unusual. So much of the psalm is second uh-huh. person, where you're just addressing God, mm-hmm. and God, you have set um, our iniquities before you. You so so there's an acknowledgement of mm-hmm. humanity's wrongdoing in this circumstance. I mean, it's it's a very right. very yeah. confessional, yeah. Mm-hmm. which you don't you don't get in this selection, but you also don't get a lot in the psalms. You you really don't have as many confessing sin psalms as you know psalm 51 certainly and a couple of others but 
But this is one where clearly the psalmist is making no no bones. This is our we screwed up. I get it, and we mm. have merited punishment. But but bless us for as long as our punishment. Help us to focus on you. Turn, O oh Lord, how long? Mm-hmm. Have compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime you see how long, right? We have a lament here. That's a lament phrase. That's okay. Uh, it, I don't know what the rest of the song is like, but at that point we're in E minor. Um, okay, because it's it's going to be sad. That's what threw me. The the, the yeah. uh, I had our time because the the key changed. That's right. The key changed. They had to take another run at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Good. Great. Reading in Church is proud to partner with Audible.com. For you, the listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. Surely you can find something interesting in all of that. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch for your free audiobook. Go there today. Ready to move to First Thessalonians? Check a doodle. <laughs> oh boy, that's Paul would say. We did real well. Paul would say, "Yeah, we did real well on Psalm 90." Let's see how this goes. <laughs> let's take that energy and momentum. <laughs> Keep it going. First Thessalonians two verses. Let's see if this is the one I studied. Or one not. through eight. <laughs> you yourselves know, brothers and sisters, that our coming to you is not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully mistreated at Philippi, as you know, we had courage in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in spite of great opposition. For our appeal does not spring from deceit or impure motives or trickery, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the message of the gospel, even so we speak not to please mortals, but to please God who tests our hearts. As you know, and as God is our witness, we never came with words of flattery or pretext for greed— Nor do we seek praise from mortals, whether from you or from others. Though we might have made demands as apostles of Christ, but we were gentle among you like a nurse tenderly caring for her children, her own children. Mm -hmm. So deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. Oh, why is he so angry? So, so angry all the time. What is his problem? (laughs) This is usually what I point to after we've. Sometimes I do this exercise when studying Paul. Um, if the if the room's designed well and the screen doesn't fall in front of the whiteboard, we fill up the whiteboard with one word, you know, phrases or one word you associate with Paul. And, yeah, and uh, and usually it's it's really good stuff unless I'm teaching to Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> And then I say, it's okay to have negative stuff. And then, then the negative stuff comes. <laughs> and then we talk about, it's like, well, there's another side to him, you know. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, there's him talking about being amongst people like, uh, like a tender nursing mother. Or he says to the Galatians, uh, uh, once again, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm suffering with birth pangs. For, yeah. He uses images. Probably the two most, as I thought about, the two most profound images of, of uh, uh, a mother um, yeah. like an extraordinarily painful process, but then there's probably no no more act of loving endurance than nursing yeah. a child for a year yeah. and not sleeping. Right, it's you live 
for that child. Yes. It's an interesting image and not one we typically associate with Paul. And but so he draws here, upon those metaphors. Here we have nursing, there we have childbirth, yeah. and mm-hmm. two very strong feminine images that yeah. Paul has no problems associating no. with himself. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not your uh, not 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 the caricature you always get of mm-hmm. Paul. Now, I know that Paul doesn't ever he's not mentioning things sort of cursorily. He he has intent when he's doing this. When he says we never came with words of fat flattery mm. or pretext mm-hmm. for greed yeah. or uh, our appeal doesn't spring from deceit or impure motives or trickery. Yeah. He's got something going so on there, So here's right? yeah, you kind of need to have some cultural background here because back then um Sometimes people related to religion came with impure motives in that culture. Back then? In that time. Did they? Yes. I mean, we live in the day, it's hard to fathom, we live in the day of the internet. I mean, it's a, sure. a, a diff, it was a different world, a different time. Uh, and people seeking praise for mortals. I'm going to use that more in my language. Mortals, call people mortals. mortals. <laughs> we didn't seek praise. I don't seek pro- praise from mortals. Uh, yeah. I'm going to work that into my conversation. <laughs> I was just asking you what you wanted. Did you want fries with that, sir? <laughs> that could follow. Am I a hero? I don't see praise <laughs> That's from mortals. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, am I a hero? I'll let other people decide. <laughs> you or others. <laughs> wow. This should is I, what it's like. This is what it's like working with this man. Should He's, I should I be handed a check as big as a garage door? I'll let mere mortal. I'll let other mortals decide that. I, I don't Not see my decision. Praise. That's right. Yeah, this could be. Um, on the one hand, these are common tropes for traveling philosophers and teachers that are sometimes okay. accused of this sort of thing. But on the other hand, um, could it's a common reality for Paul that he has to reestablish his credentials right. after being driven out of town in a police car, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> That you might work, you might think about that, you know, like how did I, what was the impression I was left, you know, left in that town as, you they, know? as they kicked me out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you doing, Paul? I'm writing a letter to the people of the town I got driven out of by the which, authorities. Uh, can you one? narrow that down? <laughs> yeah, <a bit>? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not an uncommon thing for Paul. But then you have people coming in who are are uh, have mixed motives and 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 often often playing a you know, maybe character assassination and slandering the guy I went before, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's amazing how much of that goes on in the name of religion. Yeah. It's astounding. And you think about it, it's crazy that that. Trying to steal related. authority by yeah. mocking yeah. others. Yeah. Or, or that authority and having that kind of sway over people is actually what leadership is about. I mean, he's yeah. such a contrast in leadership here. He's just giving himself over to these people. Mm-hmm. I love how this ends. So deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves. I can see why he thinks about a nursing mother at that point. Yes, yeah, I'm giving yeah. you everything. Because you have become very dear to us. I think this is genuine. This is, this is a thing that I'm continually uh, confronted with when I, when I study Paul. This, this, the heart. This guy wears his heart on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter where those feelings are, whether they're here well, that's or whether they're Galatians, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's his true. heart is on his sleeve. Well, he's concerned for people, you know, yeah. like a like a mother concerned. Don't get between, you know, <laughs> the bear and her cubs. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So this could be could be the case uh, that there are people who came into Thessalonica after his sudden departure, um, but we don't have a lot. We don't have a lot. People speculate both ways. Mm. Um, it's not a lot to go on. 
but he does point to his experience at Philippi. Well, I was going to ask about that. That yeah. is that experience at Philippi, the one that we think of, mm-hmm. the, the probably. Yeah, and the, it sounds like it. The it's, jailer. It sounds like it because he does go to Thessalonica after that. Okay. And uh, um, yeah, t- shameful treatment for uh, for for anyone, let alone for a for a um, Roman citizen, right? To experience that. Did, now I can't remember. Did he? Identify himself as a citizen. In he Philippi. didn't before the fact. Yeah, after the fact. It was after the fact. Yeah, and that's that's when they ran him out. So that yeah, they, they were afraid they might get in trouble. Well, right? they wanted to you, you slip. Why don't you guys just slip out of town? It's like no, no, no. You publicly made these accusations, yeah. you know. And then he then he brings the plays the the citizen card. I think if I'm recalling that correctly, I didn't go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was an interesting turn of events in Philippi, for sure. It was, and it was after he'd been beaten right mm-hmm. in philippi that mm-hmm. he still didn't identify yeah it was a, it, so yeah. they, they beat him first it was when the public officials came after after the earthquake right you know, and the conversion of uh, the jailer's household because and and i just i happen to be in acts 22 because i'm preaching out that this sunday uh, in california yeah. and in that one he identifies his citizenship prior to yeah being whipped not, yeah not beaten yeah mm-hmm. so i'm just i was that was interesting he doesn't play that card very much I think and, when the cat of nine tails is coming, that one, that's one where you, you, may, you yeah, want to play no, that one earlier yeah. than just being beaten with rods. That's bad enough. But when the guy comes, you know what? Let me, this now might be the time to mention I'm a citizen. <laughs> I, I show a film where we're at midterms. And so I'm giving my midterms tomorrow and then Thursday I'm going to show a film on Paul. Okay. And, um, in this one, this is one of those, uh, history channel. Okay. Uh, like history channel could get the best scholars to talk. And uh, and then they have someone who knows nothing edited together. Right. right. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. These people wouldn't agree with each other if you put them in the same room. But there are some really good people talking, talking heads. And one of them, uh, Ben Withering, talks about this question. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Witherington, who's at Asbury Seminary currently. Ben Witherington III, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with the other Ben Witheringtons. But he says, Paul, think about it. They're asking this question: Why does he? Why does he not play that card more mm-hmm. often? But he's preaching a gospel, a universal gospel for all, mm-hmm. not just for high status or for oh. citizens. So he's embodying the gospel he he preaches. I mean, that's really if you read through Thessalonians, that's what he's saying. Well, you want to know how to live? Just remember. Yeah, I wouldn't you know? have any problem with that. I mean, I get why you don't go into the church and say you need to listen to me because I'm a Roman mm-hmm. citizen. However, yeah. when you're in court. And if you have a beating at stake, it would seem mm-hmm. like that would be a time to bring it up. Yeah, to me. Yeah. I mean, that's just. And then we're going from Acts. That's but true. It, it doesn't. Uh, that's true. And it's kind of brought up in Acts. That's kind of the turning point, I think. Uh, well, no, he's not appealing to Caesar at that point. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's something else. Yeah, that's later. Yeah, but I do. I that's do think in, there's that's in Jerusalem actually. Where yeah, he appeals yeah, to Caesar. right. Yeah, there's uh, there's something to that to that um, humility or. Yeah. Um, Paul the every man who's whoever what he needs to be for for the people he's he's ministering to. Wow. And and sometimes that m- might mean not not playing your Roman citizen card. Hmm. And being beaten for it. Yeah. It's an interesting it's a yeah, it's a it, it kind of clarifies some things. Uh, it's an interesting question. That that is fascinating to me. Yeah. But I get the shameful mistreatment part. Mm-hmm. I mean that mm-hmm. that seems to be a fine characterization of exactly what happened there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Goodness, those prisons must not have been any picnic. I wouldn't think. Yeah, that's not that's not the imprisonment that he had as a Roman citizen, which is house arrest. This is probably some 
oh, I, I don't even think about what it's like. I mean, the cities themselves, right. you know. Right, cities the, are bad enough. The first thing, as, as our historian colleague says, the first thing he knows about a city is that the smell. Right, <laughs> right. Up until modern times. What's a, what's a prison like? Oh, and and even in modern times, one of the first things you notice about some yeah. cities is yeah, some the cities, smell. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a combination of tenderness and responsibility. Um, th- th- four is uh, just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted. Almost every every phrase is about the sense of feeling his uh, responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, have having been commissioned by God, even so we speak not to please mortals, but to please God who tests our hearts, and that He could have been He could have been supported by this church, but mm-hmm. He's not. Mm-hmm. He foregoes that. Um, yeah, Philippi was the only one He was willing to take. Yeah, Philippi I think helps him here, but I don't think um, it's not His practice to do that, even though He argues strongly that ministers can be should be supported by the congregations. He's not going to do that. Yeah. He is going to. Well, he's he's very careful about entanglements and this mm-hmm. patron client sort of thing. But I do think there's something overarching in terms of he has this special commission. Mm-hmm. And um and maybe he's just saying this is, you know, this is God's responsibility to commission mm-hmm. me, you know. I don't know. This is it's 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 an interesting yet continuing dichotomy between arguing for the right for ministers to be provided for and yet foregoing that right. Yeah. So and, and I mean the it kind of reinforces what we were talking about the relationship with Philippi when here's a place he talks about with deep tenderness and you've grown very dear to us mm-hmm. and he won't take money from that, yeah. you know, and then to be, but that then gives him the ability to say, we didn't come with words of flattery or pretext yeah. or greed. Yeah. So, and those are exactly the kind of people who uh, will take money, you know, yeah. as some of the philosophers say, I think it was Aristotle. The flatterer lives at the, ex- <laughs> at the expense of the flattered, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just a common uh, byword. It's not not his not his uh, practice. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's look at Matthew twenty-two. See if we can't get Jesus tricked again. Just trick him. Well, actually, well, yeah. There, he, he is asked a question. Yeah, you have this progression of questions, and then he starts asking questions at the end. That kills the conversation. Mm -hmm. I've had that happen in class, you know, where you ask a question and it just kills the conversation. I'll ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, Matthew 22, starting verse 34. So we've skipped over the Sadducee question. Yeah. Uh, When the Pharisees heard he'd silenced the Sadducees, they applauded. No, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him... You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them this question. What do you think of the Messiah? What do you, what do you think of when you When you hear Messiah, what do you, no. what do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? They said to him, the son of David. He said to them, how is it then that David, by the spirit, calls him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David thus calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one was able to give him an answer. Because they didn't understand what he was No, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. Yeah. So there's a progression of three people asking, three questions asked of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Or is it four? 
That's very poetic of you. For three questions. Yay, <laughs> even yay, four. Yay, four. <laughs> Except I'm not sure. Oh. <laughs> oh, I sure of myself I could be poetic. But there's a series of questions asked of Jesus to which he blows people away with every answer. And then he asks a question and no one can answer his question. Well, so. would it be Herodian, Sadducee, Pharisee? Could it go like that? Well, that would be cool. It is, but was there one? I'm trying to think, was there one before that? I mean, he's kind of, there's a lot of questions asked, like, but what authority are you doing this? I'm not going to tell you it until this until parable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in in the temple itself, though, I think there's a, yeah, it's Herodian, Sadducee, Pharisee. And in, in Mark, it's much more pleasant interchange because oh, really? Jesus says, uh, the, the uh, there's a there's a pleasant interchange between the scribe and and Jesus. He says you're not far from the kingdom, right? And and the, the scribe says you've answered correctly. You know he's he's, a, he's impressed with Jesus' answer. Not here. No. <laughs> this is this is more the pointed. Um, That's unusual, isn't it? Because Matthew normally softening, isn't it? Except for when it comes to Pharisees. Ah. So okay. Pharisees are the are the synagogue across the street. Pharisees are the are the dialogue partner. They're the People who are, um, you're saying they're the synagogue across the street for the people who are receiving this gospel, the churches. Yeah, when they read for this, the community. Yeah. yeah, the Pharisees who are, are lay people in this context are the official leaders of of, of uh, um, Israel or mm-hmm. can't even get the name Judaism yeah. uh, of, of the time. So they fill that power vacuum after the Jewish war, and the debate with over who's the true Israel and what does it really mean to keep the law. Yeah is with these folks. So um, hearing that uh, these, the ministry of Jesus told in a way, these interchanges that resonate with your exchanges, mm-hmm. other Jews. Isn't, doesn't Luke also tell the story, only Jesus asks him the question, you know, which is the greatest? Well, you know the law. What do you, isn't, isn't that, am I thinking? There is, I think that, I is think, it the all, same story I think all the synoptics have these, this interchange, but, uh, but I forget what the nuance is there. As I recall Luke, boy, it's been a while since I read Luke in this context, but, but as I remember, Jesus asks then in that, well, what do you have? Well, you it all ends with, I believe they all, well, you can look it up. I'll look it up. I yes. happen to have a Bible <laughs> right here. If only we had a Bible. Technology exists. Yeah. Yeah, the Sadducee asks a question. And then, oh, well, you know, I figured out what your issue was. Oh. Because the Sadducee question is right before whose son is David, whose son is the Messiah uh, in uh, Luke. Okay. So. Yeah. So there so, you go. So not this exchange. Yeah, so they don't have this exchange in Luke. Okay. All right. So this is where? Where's that in Luke? I am curious. Uh, 20. Video. That's just <laughs> reading our Bible together going, hmm, mm, hmm, hmm. Hour two. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> we'll do that in the second hour. Mm. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so ask that question. And then and then uh, beware of the scribes who walk around in long robes. And then the eschatological discourse. Oh, well, that's for another year entirely. It is. It's, for, it's, a, it's two years away. That is We'll get to away. that. That's what we call a teaser in the business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Two years. Wow. So hang in there. Hey, we're getting one year. One who, year went pretty fast. I was going to say, who thought we'd finish one year who of thought? this? No one. No one around here. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Because they don't listen. <laughs> what, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you guys still here? You doing the podcast? Anyway. Any hoozle. Yeah, this is a this is a much harsher exchange. They're, they're plot they really are plotting plotting to uh trip him up here. Okay. And and after the fact. And Jesus' response is kind of um 
Would this have really been a tricky question? I mean, are they like really expecting Jesus to say, avoid pigs? I mean, what is that? This is not, a, this is this not one doesn't a, seem tricky to me. No, it's not really a I mean, tricky question. This seems question. to be the kind of question yeah. anybody would. Which is, it's not, it probably in his source, it's not a tricky question, but he makes it as, as uh, you know, in this uh, movie trailer editing sort of version. It's yeah. like, oh, that seems a rather ominous, you know, that mm. they're still, it's framed in a way that they're still testing him. Well, it doesn't know? say they tested him. Right? I mean, the other ones do say that. This one just says, when they'd heard he'd silence the Sadducees, they gathered together and one... Oh, to test him. Never mind. Here it is. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) My thesis seems to have fallen apart in verse 35. (laughs) Yeah. But it it just didn't seem that tricky. It doesn't. It doesn't. And and we're used to hearing these other exchanges in in Mark, you know. Oh, and I I think, I mean, it was... Was it Hillel or Shammai who gives the same, one of the rabbis yeah. that gives the Hillel. same, yeah, Hillel gives the same kind of answer. He said, and they asked him, yeah, what's the, uh, so I mean, then nobody's the trying commandment. to trip up Hillel, yeah. you know, it's, it just, although he was standing on one foot when he answered it. <laughs> so, so, they said, the question was, can you, can you summarize the law while standing on one foot? So I guess he did. It and was he, and he then, gives, he gives, uh, he gives Don't Leviticus 19, yeah. except to put in the negative. Don't do what you hate Don't do done to you. Else. Don't do to someone else. Right. Is that this is the this is the law and the prophets everything else, or this is the heart of the law everything else it's is commentary. commentary. Yeah, right. yeah. So I'm sure that happened. <laughs> well, it's the same. It's the same, <laughs> same thing. thing. Yeah. And I guess if he was sta- if you can do that standing on one foot, that does have a testing quality to it, doesn't mm-hmm. it? So mm-hmm. maybe it is. Maybe this is a standard huh, test I'm question. Thinking, I'm rethinking my midterm tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe this is test. It'll testing. be shorter, but they'll be standing on one foot. That's true. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> Summarize this section standing on one foot. I don't even want to talk about the test scores I got today. You don't. You don't even want to. Oh, yeah. you don't even want to have a conversation about that. It's really. Oh, we should. Oy. we'll do that off the air. I'm rewriting my questions in light of mm. what we're facing. Yes. So. All right. <laughs> but I will try to love my neighbor as myself. Yeah, that is the most quoted scripture in Matthew. It's quoted three times. Quoted wow. in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. I think it's quoted in nineteen. And it's quoted here. I would not have guessed that that's the most wow. quoted scripture. But that, but that is the that is the argument. It's like, what does it mean to fulfill the law? It means a compassionate, loving response. Yeah, toward your neighbor. And and the notion that that is exactly the same commandment as yeah, the Shema. Yeah, so Deuteronomy six five and Leviticus nineteen eighteen, two verses we've skipped. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. year A yeah. readings right. of the Torah, right. but yes, mm-hmm. and and you know, <laughs> you, you were kidding me about teaching a class on on Leviticus nineteen in fall last yeah. fall, and I, I was kidding myself, it's like, well, we're we're doing it, you know, and it was like, can't believe how many times this has come up, you know, Leviticus it's, nineteen. Who would have thought? I mean, it was so funny because I had a, I think I told the story, but I'll tell it again because it makes for a good podcast. <laughs> I uh, had a student, I said, well, you know, what does Jesus say the Torah is? And somebody will eventually say, you know, love God. And I said, exactly. And I said, and I said, the second commandment's exactly the same as the first, love your neighbors yourself. And mm-hmm, I had a student say, mm-hmm. well, it's not exactly the same um, to love God and loving neighbors and exact. And I said, well, Je- Jesus said it was. Yeah. And I said, what do you the mean? I said, he like says it. the second one is the same. It's like it, love your neighbors yourself. And if you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. I mean, so, so yeah, these, that's these right. loving neighbor is mm-hmm. exactly the same mm-hmm. thing as loving mm-hmm. God. And they looked at me because they want to disagree, right? And she looked at me and she went, huh, 
huh. <laughs> it's just this great huh. response huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i huh because yeah. you have this huh. desire to separate yeah. the way in which oh. you, well that's the god stuff but then this is the people right. stuff and you know you know always... and that's the last thing he's gonna say in matthew 25 that's last, exactly last it. sermon is, yeah. is like you, and as much as you've done to the least of these you've yeah. done to me and it's interesting when you when you look at commentaries um the relationship between those two, loving God and loving your neighbor, I thought, oh man, I'm going to get some qualification as I go through the church fathers or the reformers. But it's surprising how many of them say, and and usually it begins with loving your neighbor. You can, oh, you, wow. you can live your way into loving God. I go, I did not expect to see that. Maybe mm-hmm. I live in a day when I don't hear that and yeah. I hear the opposite. Yeah. Well, you know, you loving your neighbor doesn't count for anything, you know, unless it's based in loving God. And You're like, right. All kinds of qualifications when, so when wait, it is talked about it's qualified in was, so many strange okay, that ways that was really good let's not scoot over that so what you're saying is that when you looked at the in the commentaries when people are covering the reformers when people are coming covering the patriarch or the the, the, the early fathers. church fathers what they're saying is when you want to do this you start loving your neighbor well i was skimming it because i had studied the wrong best yes, right yes. <laughs> so i was going wait a minute these people are i like what these people are saying i gotta go back to this and they're saying you love your neighbor and you, you can live learn your, to love god you, by loving your neighbor you learn to love god by loving your neighbor and that might come first loving your neighbor might come first that'll wow you're right because that's not what anyone in our day and age talks about no, they don't no well loving your neighbor doesn't mean anything yeah that doesn't count you're not getting any jewels in your crown for that wow okay wow I'll let that sit. Well, for and, a and then, and I believe that Luther is one of them. You know, Luther is known for the, you know, works, this works thing that separates the mm-hmm. works, the human works from from this. But I don't think he says that either. I think he says it, it begins with loving your neighbor. It's like, wow. There's some caricatures of Luther out there to yeah. deal with also. Yeah, that's very possible. Wow. That is very possible. Hmm. Um, what about Jesus' question? Yeah. What do you do with that? Yeah, well, it, it's a... Because he shut him up with that one. It gets to uh, Christology, which hardly anyone was ever even talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, ima- I would imagine that was not a big that was not a big topic, I guess, in the temple. Yeah, Christology. how about a Christology question? <laughs> they, it gets to their deficient Christology. Yeah, clearly. In the sense of Messiah. Like, you, you understand Messiah as uh, as David's son, but... It's so he's a bit different than that. More he's complicated. David's Lord too, mm-hmm. and minds were blown, and it got quiet. And uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, there, what he's saying about obviously about the Messiah is like they don't understand him either. He's categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is that new wine that's going to come and break the wineskins, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> To draw something completely out of context. But, uh, <laughs> that was not a bad. Yeah. That was not a bad metaphor, though. I was sitting here thinking, "Oh, that yeah. was really that was a nice turn yeah. there, yeah. Mike." But yeah, it is. In- it's interesting because he's so far ahead of the curve here. It's like no one was asking these questions, and I'm and and were people reading one ten Davidic as messianic? Messianic. Yes, they thinking as and and the quote and the superscription is of David. It is. It so is a Davidic. They would understand those as as. Uh, authoritative and, and from the David, hand of David. So I don't think you find discussions about this prior, you know, to Jesus raising the issue. Yeah. And, and the, the whole priest in the order of Melchizedek comes from one ten, which of course is big mm-hmm. in Hebrews. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. very, very messianic. Yeah. Um, the, um, 
the other thing about 110 that's that's fascinating is that some of the rabbis actually believed that in the throne room of God, in the mm-hmm. heavenly throne room, mm-hmm. there were two seats. There was one for God and yeah. there was one for David. And, oh, or, oh, I hadn't or heard that. Mess, mess, messiah, but oh. Davidic Messiah. And yeah. so the question then, of course, is, is it David? Is it not David? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there's so in, much. In what era? That was rabbinic. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Know, okay. The two two powers in heaven yes. sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I sometimes wonder. I mean, when I look at this, this is obviously off off track here, but the priest in the order of Melchizedek is an interesting line considering like Qumran where they had two Messiah expectations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You have a Davidic military Messiah and you have a priestly Messiah right. who fixes the temple. Right. Um, and, and so I always wondered how 110 fit into that context where this Messiah is going to be a priest in the order of Melchizedek. Yeah. But, well, if you, if you do only have a David son a messianic expectation, you have a revolutionary expectation right. for Messiah. Right. And that is that he's just really complicated there, problematizing their concept of Messiah. Yeah, and he's going to continue to do that the rest yeah. of the time in Jerusalem. Well, and and what's not coming out is the Lord said to my Lord. He's quoting the first verse of one ten, and the first the Lord is Yahweh, and the second the Lord is uh, Master or mm-hmm. or you know it's just oh, okay. it's 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 a so the Lord said to David mm-hmm. is basically his idea here. Yahweh said to you know, David sit at my right hand. And so that's what, that's, what's getting confused. There, mm, is okay. that, how is he calling Lord, Lord? Mm-hmm. Why is Yahweh calling him Lord? Uh, um, uh, and well, of course he can, because it's me. That's what Jesus is saying. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. They yeah. don't get it. It's, and that was quiet. So this is interesting, this progression. Of, it's <laughs> and, trick of, and the Pharisee said, did anybody write that down? I go, he lost me. <laughs> anybody? Any, anyone else? So let me ask you a question. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's just masterfully answered all these questions. Including the nutty one we didn't get to with the Sadducees. With the resurrection question? Why do you yeah, send no. a Sadducee to ask a resu- resurrection question? <laughs> to point out the absurdity of believing in resurrection. Okay, do This again. is what they're trying to point out. They're saying, oh, oh, you believe in resurrection. Okay. Man has a woman has, oh, uh, yeah. who's, okay. who's, you know, and so they don't believe in resurrection. They don't believe in angels. They right. only believe in the five books of Moses. So in his answer, he works angels into his answer, a little, <laughs> little twisting of the knife. You know, in heaven, they're not given in marriage. They're like angels <laughs> in the resurrection. Okay, so he's mocking On this, the, find the fr- You'll find this in the first five books of <laughs> the Bible. Are the only five. You know, well, they have did five. He, Moses. Did he, does he quote from the Torah when he answers them? Well, he quotes, he said, he said, but as to whether there's resurrection, he says, I am I the am. God. Yeah, he uses the present. So <laughs> like, yeah, so he's going, let me just look at this verb tense here. Yeah, which doesn't work in Hebrew. But it doesn't works, work in Hebrew, but it, it works, works in, in Greek. In Greek, which, yeah, it's killed in Greek. Yeah, <laughs> this kills in Greek. <laughs> if you're telling this joke, only tell it in the Greek. It doesn't work in Hebrew. Yeah, so it's timing. Wait till the first century when people are speaking. <laughs> Koine. That is funny, though. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna smack down the Sadducees, <laughs> yes, it is. Use the books they consider authoritative, oh, and then absolutely. drop in because this is a huge public drama. Remember yeah. all those people that made it so tricky for him to answer the first question. They're still listening when he just yeah. smacks down these Sadducees. Okay, so that that helps me because I yeah. thought the re, the the absurdity is a Sadducee asking about resurrection. Yeah, but the Sadducees mocking He's the notion mocking. of resurrection. They're mocking the notion of I resurrection. Got it now. All yeah. right, I got you. Because I yeah. always thought, well, that was just dumb yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Why do you send a Sadducee to ask about resurrection? He doesn't even believe in resurrection. Yeah, yeah. This woman has uh, is it five or seven? I forget. And it's like 
this really happened, Jesus. This really <laughs> Well, now you say that, but I actually had a person defending the moral character of the woman at the well with that particular okay. question well, of Jesus. Yeah. That yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. that kind of thing happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe she no. wasn't divorced. No. Maybe maybe she was widowed five times and is living with her brother Still now. Still raises the question, what's up with this woman? These old guys are dying. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are dying. Right, right. That's the thing. whole other set of questions there. Well, and then, of course, you've got... Uh, that happens in the Old Testament, too, with Tamar, with a husband who died and yeah. then another husband who died. Yeah. And Judah made the wrong question, what's wrong with this woman, when it was his sons that <laughs> oh, were the okay. problem in that yeah. story. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's not outside the realm of no interpretation. No. But yeah. You, yeah. But it, it is a—yeah, they're mocking him, though. That, that's okay. That's the thing. Okay, so <laughs> He gets really gets him back. He gets, and then the Pharisees find out that the Sadducees lost— and they decide to take a swing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's okay. crazy. That's what I say. It's like, why is the second kung fu guy attack the kung fu master? You know. Well, after the Herodian answer, yeah, you should have yeah. ended it there. Ooh, I'm getting in on this action. Yeah, <laughs> I bet I could get him. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. Is it just the arrogance that we're smarter than they are, kind of thing? I don't know. I don't know what the backstory. It is. does show that everyone. Didn't like him though, didn't it? Oh, who's I mean, this, there's who, nobody on his who's side. Who's this Rube who rolled in from Galilee? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's nobody that is on his side. He's managed to have Not all of the major Jewish sectarian yeah. groups now that have organized against or now united That's true. in yeah. attempting to yeah. screw him up. He's a unifier, <laughs> That's bringing he brings, people together. He brings people together yeah. to try and prove him wrong. Yeah, it's very interesting. That's amazing. Yeah, this is the most. This is the most oppositional. Uh, of the Gospels of his time in, in Jerusalem. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yikes. That's great. And it do- doesn't get any better. Yeah. Spoil- <laughs> spoiler alert. But I think we are, we can wait till yeah. Easter to find that yeah, out. Yeah, that's so. a teaser for Easter. Yeah. Not just two years ago. <laughs> that's another teaser for Easter. Well, thanks for listening this week. I hope that, uh, I hope you've gleaned something. I don't know. We felt like we're all over the page this week. But... <laughs> we were but we uh, rounded the bases we, we maybe got someplace uh make sure and follow us on twitter and like us on facebook and leave a kind review of us on uh, apple podcast please support our sponsors the way they support this podcast appreciate that and have a great week have a great canadian thanksgiving <laughs> blessings <laughs>